the brunch without cocktails is, is, is there's no brunch. <laughs> Welcome to the Lush Life Podcast. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, and I bring you the how-to guide for living life one cocktail at a time. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by cocktails ever since. Together, we'll learn from bartenders, brand ambassadors, distillers, and others why certain drinks are popular in certain cultures, how to make the perfect old-fashioned, when to shake and when to stir, and so much more. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let the fun begin. If our two guests had not met their first day in college, there would be no Epica Espresso Bar and no episode this week. Julian Gutierrez assumed Nicole Cobo was French, so sat down next to her in class with a bonjour and the rest is history. She's not, by the way. But still, three years later, they're living in Cartagena and shaking up a mean Carajillo cocktail. Okay, so I'm originally from Barranquilla. Uh, I moved to New York to, I went to college there. That's where I met Nicole. Uh, my family is from uh, Barranquilla, but we have businesses here in Cartagena. So I decided to come back to to this to this town, right? And I, I wanted to give it a chance, so I brought Nicole with me. We've been <laughs> here for three years now, and uh, we started uh, cafe the first uh, Epoca Cafe a year ago. Okay, and Nicole, how did you get here? Um, so I met Julian in in college and. He was originally from Colombia and raised in Colombia, and we were living together for a while in New York, and then it came to be that he had to come back. His parents needed him back to, to in Colombia, and he asked me, why don't you give Colombia a try? You know, you're originally Colombian, you were born there, give it a try, it's a different country from what it used to be, it really has a lot going on right now, a lot of opportunity, so let's give it a try, and if not, well, we'll see what, what would happen. So then I said, okay. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> Obviously, you went to a college with lots of people. Did right. all the Colombians get together and know each Not other? Not at all. He thought I was French. Uh, and it was this very disappointing. You always say that. I mean, Did you speak French? Like, were you prepared uh, if she had been French? He lived, I he lived in, in, in Paris, Paris for a, for a all right. couple of so months. So you thought, oh, well, I'm going to re- so you know, my French like, is going to get better now. <laughs> he already was late to day. class, actually, that day. It was like the first day of class. He was late, really late. He literally stood in front of the class like to see where to sit, and then he, he chose to sit next to me. Like the class, there was a lot of available seats. And then this is what he says, and he thought I was French, I don't know. All right, well, no. she's Colombian. Obviously it worked out because it's three years later. Right. Right. Um, how did you feel about coming, I guess, back to Colombia? I was excited because I had, we, I, we had visited a, before moving to meet his family and to spend some time here in Cartagena. It was actually for December. And it was really, I fell in love with the city. I thought it was really magical and really romantic, Cartagena, I would say. Um, But then it's different when you move to that place, right? So moving here was a little scary. You know, I'm just used to a a much faster paced life and just certain 
things and here it was a lot more I had to have a lot more patience with things but it, it's just been honestly it's been magical living here it's taught me a lot and, and did you know that you wanted to start Epoca right away when not you at all here? no not at all what, what did you come to do <laughs> uh, I was a real estate broker in, in New York so we have a few properties that we manage here uh, and we started with that and I started working also with a family business after three months, <laughs> I was tired of working with my family, and uh, we we started traveling for her birthday within uh, Colombia. Within Colombia, of course. So we went to the coffee region, to Armenia, Pereira, and uh, so why not do a, a coffee tour? The the guy he took us to the farms, and we started uh, chatting with this coffee farmer, and we realized. Uh, <coughs> that he only produced 10% of his farm, that it was specialty coffee. And we started asking why. He, he told us that he, he didn't have a market, nobody to sell the specialty coffee, because nobody wanted to pay a reasonable price for that one. So he had to sell that coffee as of the price of the commodity coffee, that it's way lower. So we were like, wow, eh, we want to help this guy, you know? And, uh, Did you they, taste it right away? Or people cool. like him? Yeah. Yeah, we, I've, I've always drank coffee. But then seeing what was behind all of this, we had no idea, like, you know, what these coffee farmers were going through and everything. And we said, they have such a good product and they just need that person to connect them to the, to the, and, you know, to the table. Let's, let's try and, and do that, you know, and, and the coffee. I mean, Colombia has, like, the number three best coffee in the world. So, I mean, that was just like an idea that just sparked. Right. But I think what connected everything, too, was that we had been working with, with a lot of tourists that would come to Cartagena because at first we started managing properties and, and doing, like, rentals for vacations and all that. And they would always ask us, what is there to do in, in Cartagena? So we would say, you know, there's these clubs, there's the, the, the really nice dinners at night, and but then what is there to do in the daytime? We want to go to a really to taste good coffee. We're in Colombia, and it was just like... Where do you recommend them to go? There was nowhere. There was Juan Valdez, and I think that was it at the time. And it was interesting. I was like, there's actually a market for this, and there's nothing in Cartagena. Let's, you know, let's get into it. Let's educate ourselves in the whole coffee industry, and let's see what we can do with that in Cartagena. Because we first wanted to open a restaurant. We had that really, like, sure in our mind. We just didn't know what type of food we wanted to offer. We wanted to bring something different here. Um, and I think it was just a combination of all these things just happening. Like it was just destiny, just when putting these things, you know, together. Together, right. and then we just fell in love with the whole coffee world. Right. And so when we when we came back from the trip, <laughs> it was like let's start a coffee shop. <laughs> it was like, what do you know about coffee? Nothing. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even drink coffee at the moment. So it was like, okay, so we're going to go to barista courses. Sure, why not? We went to and Bogota. I started like, Google's like best barista school in Colombia, and then we found this place in Bogota. It was like, yeah, let's give it a chance. If we, if we really like it, we'll open the coffee shop. If not, we'll just look for something else. So we went to Bogota, we did the, the course and everything, and suddenly I was drinking like five cups of, co of coffee a day. You just never slept. I never slept. So it was like an intense course, and uh, then we looked at each other and it was like, okay. Obviously, I think obviously you fell in love with it. Yeah. yeah. I think this, this is, I think this this is, is what, what it is. Yeah. And, and 
and something else that we were always really passionate about is like you know the typical brunch place in New York on a Sunday what do we like to do we like to go have a nice brunch daytime you have some cocktails you have a nice coffee there was nothing like that here like it was either you would get really dressed up at night to go to a really nice dinner restaurant or uh, that's it or breakfast at the hotel there was nothing in between and we're like well, maybe this whole brunch, we can bring the whole brunch um, culture into Cartagena as well, hand in hand with the coffee and, and, and everything, just all these ideas just started emerging and we just started putting everything together and Epoca was born. Is that why you thought of having cocktails as well because of your life in New York and remembering yeah. course, it, cocktails? I mean, a brunch without cocktails is, is, is there's no brunch. There's no brunch, so, and, and, and like you know, cocktails like mimosas and and bloody marys and are so Aperol refreshing. Spritz. Aperol, it, it's 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 hot here, you know. So it's like how how do these places don't offer a nice refreshing cocktail with your lunch or brunch, you know? And and then we just decided we were sure we wanted to have cocktails in in Ibuka, So who thought of the cocktails? It was a. Uh, it was, it was a combination. Yeah. We always, every time we travel, we're big foodies. So we always are looking for the best restaurants, what the people, where the people are going. And we always look for the best cocktails, always. And also, obviously, the whole coffee thing. And I don't know, We every time we travel, we always go looking for the best bars. We always go to these, like... Um, Speakeasies, I would say, like these secretive places where like nobody really knows. Oh, what was the name of this place in New York we went to last Attaboy. time? Attaboy. Attaboy in New York. It's... That's the type of stuff we look for, you know. And right. we really ask around, like locals, where do we go? We also look online. We do a lot of research, and I think the ideas of the cocktails that we that we brought over to to Epoca is, is a collection of all these places we've been to, all these cocktails we've tried all over. And, and of course, what we like, you know, it's I think it's an extension of where. Of, of what we like so for example we we infuse the, the mimosas with a uh, corozo I don't know if uh, you know corozo it's like a little it's like a berry so it's very it's very como se dice amargo it's, it's, it's a little bitter it's a little bitter but it's almost like <laughs> like a, a mora como se dice mora passion fruit no no como se la mora it's like a berry it's like a berry it's, it, but it's only here in like in the in the in the in so the immediately you thought local. I'm bringing local right. with a mix of of what we've seen and, mm -hmm. and tasted in other places. So our mimosa is not like just a typical mimosa. It's a, it's una mimosa de corozo, which is a very typical fruit from Cartagena. We have a rose <laughs> mimosas, also with a with a orange juice. We have a obviously well, spicy mezcal. I lived in in Mexico for eight years. So we had to put in the mezcal and tequila. <laughs> and he's a big, he's big with the mezcal every time like we go somewhere. He's always trying to, what mezcal do you have? He likes to have it straight. Um, so having a, co a cocktail with, with mezcal was really, really key. Right. And spicy because he loves spicy. Right. Of course, the, the very important uh, espresso martini, that it's very good here. Uh, and the carajillo época. But there's something special in your espresso yeah. martini, right? Yeah, no, 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 in the Carajillo Epoca. So the Carajillo Epoca, it was a creation that we did here in, in Epoca. It's a shot of espresso, it's aguardiente, that it's like uh, anise, it's an anise. It's like an anise. Which is infused, the Colombian drink. The really Colombian drink, nice. exactly. Uh, sugar cane, and we smoked it with rosemary. We smoked the glass with rosemary. So it's, it's a little, 
coffee kicker with a yeah with a drink. What else do we have? It's very typical of here. I would say every everything we put in it, like you know, the coffee is very typical of Colombia, and then as, as well with the with aguardiente. So I think that it, it made like a really good mix, and it's it's amazing. Like, well, we're sitting in your second shop, which you just opened <laughs> right. yesterday. <laughs> so obviously, the first one was very popular. Yeah. <laughs> When did you know, oh boy, we've, we've got it, we hit it, we hit it, that, you know, the nail on the head, and it's been a success? The first month, things looked very good. So it was so really uh, right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. It, it was really quick, we didn't expect it to be that quick, we honestly thought it was going to be like a three month, two month, and, and then once the first month happens, and we saw how... How good everything went, and, and how happy our clients were. The relationship we held with those clients—they would write to us when they would go uh, back home. A lot of them were not from Colombia, and it was just that's. I think that's when we realized, like hmm. this, this, this is really special. Something really key that I see uh, it was the relationship between price and quality. In Cartagena, everything is very expensive. Either you go somewhere and spend. I don't know, 150,000 pesos to eat two people. There's no way you can eat casual in a nice place, nice ambience, for a decent price. So I think it was like a, it was like a good formula to maintain the place busy all the time and, find, and happy clients. We wanted something comfortable also, like, you know, um, Cartagena is a place where people walk around, they want to see the city. And they want to see the sunset on the wall. They're walking around really comfortable. We wanted something comfortable that you could feel okay coming in, no matter what you're wearing, no matter if you were just walking around throughout the whole city or you were you actually dressed up to go out, whatever. It was just open doors all day, everywhere. And that was something really important because it's it's a little annoying sometimes when you're like touristing around and then you want to like just grab something to eat or to drink and then you have to go home get ready, go out. It's like a, the whole protocol, it was just a little annoying. We wanted something like really comfortable for whatever day, whatever time, just come in. Well, obviously hit on something, so it's fantastic. So I want to try that espresso martini. Can we go to the bar and try it? Yeah, of course, definitely. Thanks so much to Julian and Nicole for showing me around their second Epoca. If you're headed to Cartagena, don't miss brunch at theirs. Now, as well you know, it's time for our Cocktail of the Week. Julian and Nicole have combined the classic espresso martini and the Carajillo cocktail to make their own Carajillo Epoca. You too can make it at home as long as you have Aguardiente, the Colombian national spirit, like grappa with a slight anise flavor to it. Now mix all the following ingredients in a shaker full of ice. One and a half ounces of aguardiente, one ounce of espresso, one ounce of sugar cane syrup, and one ounce of acacia, which is like cinnamon. Stir all the ingredients together. Then smoke the glass with coffee parchment. And then pour everything into that glass. Sip slowly as a few too many, and you might try your hand at writing the sequel to Love in the Time of Cholera. You'll find this recipe and all the cocktails of the week on alushlifemanual.com, where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. 
If you want to find out more about where to go in Cartagena, check out bestbitsworldwide.com's new post on the popular Colombian destination. Next time, we stay in Cartagena to meet a German who came on holiday and stayed to run the home of modern mixology Cartagena style. Until next time, bottoms up. Thanks for listening to the Lush Life Podcast, the sister of a Lush Life Manual. For more information and links to everything you heard, plus a bit more, please visit alushlifemanual.com. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. Lush Life is produced by Evo Terra. And I'm your hostess, Susan Schwartz. I'll see you at the bar.